you that are married and is with your wife or your spouse or whoever, uh, that's your man. And you is his woman. Huh? I want you to see it like that now because I'm fixing to tell you something. You should try all you know how to please your man, not somebody else's. Huh? You should try and put forth every effort, everything that you know how to please your man. For that's your man. And you don't want nobody to take your man. Huh? Where, where, where are you going? <laughs> and that is your woman. Isn't it? She ain't nobody else's a hope. She is your woman. And you should do everything that you can to please her because that's your woman. Am I right? Now, since that is true, Anytime you prepare a meal, you're supposed to fix for your man, wives, for your man. Your man's supposed to be special to you. Now, some of y'all wives ain't saying that, but you know that's right. Huh? You don't supposed to fix and fix up during the table, the breakfast hour, the uh, lunch, or the dinner. For nobody else better than you would fix it for your man. Huh? For that's yours. Now let me get this off first before I start talking about the other side. Some of you wives or most of you wives don't take interest in your man. You don't care how he look when he go out, how he dress hardly. You have on the wrong kind of a tie. <laughs> Everything you got on ain't nothing matching. Is that right? And you just let him go out there among the public and he's representing you. He's your man. Then you see somebody else. See another man. Oh wasn't that man really dressed. He had it together. Why didn't you put it together on yours? Alright. But this is the thing. You get up. You fix. Breakfast. Put it. Leave it on the stove. If he say, how to fix my plate? That's nice. You put him some eggs, grits, and toast, 
or biscuits or whatnot on the table, you're gone. You're gone. Listen at this now, because the Lord laid it on my heart to say this, and that's the reason a lot of y'all, now I ain't playing. That's the reason a lot of y'all losing your man. Do you hear me? That's a lot of reason a lot of y'all losing your man is because you don't know how to treat it. I'm telling you, you don't know how to treat it. You should put his food on the table. You should put the napkins on the table. You should put the water on the table. You should put the juice, if they got any, on the table. You should put everything just so on the table when, when you tell him to come to breakfast or dinner, you mean everything is ready. He coming in there just to a plate. A plate of food, no silverware. No napkin, no water. Then there you are. But if you don't watch now, that other party, the third party can come in. I wouldn't let nobody be better to my man than I would be to it. Now, is, is, is that the truth? I would see to it that I won't let no man, no woman be better to my man than I would be. Huh? And I'm going to wait on him because I promised to serve him. Didn't you do that? Is it uh, anything else you want, dear? Oh, but you don't ask that, do you? Listen to how we are. Honey, will you bring me sitting there today? <laughs> That's bad. Now that woman that's, that is waiting on your man, she gonna try to be better to him than you. She gonna bring things and she gonna set it right there. Huh? She gonna sit before him while he's eating? Or she gonna stand up there close to him and she might rub him across the head or something. I'm telling you the truth, I'm just as serious as a heart attack. That takes effect. That does something to a man if you're human. That's right. Now, I don't care how good you can cook if you don't have the proper servant to go along with it, it don't amount to very much. Huh? It must be served. I didn't say take a spoon and feed it. I didn't say that. But the way it should be done, we take our husbands for granted. Lord have mercy. I don't hear even a husband saying nothing. Y'all scared of husbands, that's all right. I promise to say it. 
but I'm telling the truth. Honey, that's your man. Don't let nobody else be better to your man than you. Amen. Husband, that's your woman. I put it like that. I could say that's your wife. But I want to put it a little bit better than that. I want to put it where like the world said. Oh, child, that's my man. Or that's my woman. That is your woman. Adam said, that woman. Amen. Though they was married, but he said, that woman you gave me. So that is your woman. Now, woman seem like it's bad and you got another woman over there. Yes, but that still don't keep your wife from being a woman. Because if she ain't a woman, Lord, have mercy on her. And on you too. Amen. So the husband, the man must be good to his woman. Huh? He must cherish his woman. He must love his woman more than any other man will love his woman. He must do for his woman more than any other man will do for her. Amen. He must try to please her more than any other man will try to please her in every way. In your cooking, in your use of the kitchen, every time you go in there, you ought to try to do the best you can. You ain't so good at expert cooking. Mm -hmm. Never taste your food. A good cook tastes her or his food. Am I right? You don't wait till you get it on the table. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to help you young sisters, you know. So when you get your man, you'll know. Because some of these that got him, uh, I'm telling you the truth. I'm teaching Bible class too. Now this ain't my subject because I'm going on from here, but I want to be able to help you because uh, some of you all is, is afraid. So God got me to speak for you and to help y'all out. Now some of y'all going to get away from your wives and you're going to come to me and compliment me. Bishop, you sure was right. Oh, Bishop, that's what you said. When you ought to be hollering out now, but I wouldn't advise you to do it. But it is true. You must serve. You must be careful how you cook and what you cook. You should be sure you're putting something on the table that he liked. Not put it on there or leave it on the stove and say, there it is. That's not too good. Seek to please each other. The way to a man's heart is through his stomach, but not just that food by itself. Honey, bring me a knife. Honey, bring me some water. Honey, bring me some coffee. I thought you said everything was ready. 
try to bring me a napkin. What? And a napkin even on the table and you said everything is ready? That shouldn't be. Serve him like he's a king because he is yours. Treat her like she's a queen because she is yours. I just wish to get this started because men's day is coming up and I'm, I'm trying to get, you know, everything. Knowing how to cook is a good thing. And a lot of you sisters need to know how to cook. I don't know whether you know how or not. But I'll just imagine if you'd allow me to judge you. I, I, all y'all can't cook. But them good old country sisters, like Sister Fortson, oh, she can cook. You see, I know she, she, her people came out the country, and so did I. And I was just testing her the other day. I said, can you smother chicken? You know how to smother chicken? She said, yes. I said, how? And she said, I said, can you Bake a chicken. She said, yes. And she began to, I said, how do you bake a chicken? And she said, well, i tell you what I do. I put all the ingredients in there and I set them in the stove and the oven and I put foil over them. I put something over them to keep the juice as he began to cook. The juice just come on in there, you know, and help flavor the meat. And when it, when it get done, then everything is seasoned. It's not hard. It's not dried out. And everything is just right. I say, Lord, have mercy. I say, I got to tell that about you. I say, you know how to cook. Now, a lot of you sisters didn't know that. Baking a chicken and thing, putting them in the oven. And don't put nothing over your meat. Don't you know it's going to dry out on top? Huh? They don't know how to bake. <laughs> My wife smothered some chicken today. I don't eat breast too well. But I fell in love with breast today. I mean, every bite tastes right. It was so, you know, the substance was there. The juice, whatever you call it, it was right. It was so tasty. It was so tender. And I eat when I got through, I sucked the bone. <laughs> now that there's getting somewhere. But now, uh, the sisters that can't cook, you ought to learn how and do it right. Amen. You need to do it right. And, 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 and I think too, and I'm fixed to move on, I think the mothers is responsible for the daughters. For the way the mother treat her man, the way the daughters gonna treat theirs. Is that right? Now this here works. If they see the mother go on and serve her man who is the, the daddy of the children and put everything, or if she get the children to do it, you done fix your daddy's plate? Yes. Did you put everything in there? Yes. Why didn't you put some water in there? 
Why didn't you put a napkin in there? Where's the fork? Where's the silverware? Huh? Put it there. And how did not, when they get that, their man, then they gonna know what to do. But if the mother don't do it, then the daughter ain't gonna do it. She gonna be used to say, well, <laughs> daddy got his own. Mama didn't have to do this for daddy. Yes, she did, but she just didn't. This makes a happy home. Hmm? That woman can get just about anything that man got if she know how to serve him. I'm telling you the truth. Ain't that right, uh, Brother Thompson? Did you hear him? He said that's right. And that is right. Amen. And she can, he can get whatever she got, whatever she got. She'll be willing to share it with him. It's because the act and the kindness of good treatments. You'll be surprised. It ain't no half over here and nothing over here. But if you do it right, this is what you will receive. Amen. Be kind. Be nice. It's nothing like a good married life. Nothing. Nothing. If you do your part. Then if you can't cook, your husband can cook. Let him teach you. That's right. Let him teach you. Say, honey, uh, do this or do it like this and the other way and whatnot. Amen. Let him know you can't cook this or you can't cook that. Don't get up there and mess it up where he never will want nothing there in that line. So love your man, woman. Love your man. And love your woman, man. You ain't got but one. Now I'm going to show you something else and I'm going to let you quit. I mean, I'm going to quit. Come here, brother. Wait, wait a minute. No, I don't want you. No, I don't want you either. Let me see. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, here's one. Come on, sister. Come on. You ain't married. Come on. Come on over here. You, Sister Monique. Sister Monique. Come on over here. No, 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 no. I want you to come over here. They get along fine. Now you move back, and she going to get between her and her man. Oh, yeah, yeah. She... She, brother, she said no. <laughs> now you really got something on your hand. Somebody done got between you. And it's showing somebody get between you that will never be no getting along. Never. You can't talk things out. You can't reason things out. She gets so she won't try to cook to, 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 to please you and nothing. Get in the bed uh, or, 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 or his back is tight to you instead of you tight to you. It's because there's somebody. Huh? I got in the head of myself. I mean, he won't do. What he's supposed to do is because there's something between you all. Then you want to know, what's the matter with you? You come in so grouchy. You come in so touchy. I can't please you in nothing. What's the matter? It's because the third party done moved in. Amen. Now what you gonna do, be a coward and leave? Get the third 
out of the way. Huh? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Let the third party stay there. But you get on the other side of that third party and you get close to your man. That's what she wants you to do is to back away from him. But honey, get close to him. And put something on him you ain't never put on him before. Talk to him. Be nice to him. That's right. But that's what she wants you to do is to do this and to fight. You don't want to do that, but honey, get close to him. Love him more. Be ready to kiss him when he comes from work. If you treat him real good, he'll think that you got another man. He won't know what to do. Thank you. Amen. Thank you all. You can sit down. But this is the truth. Learn how to treat your man. Amen. God will bless you because God will be in the midst. Now we're supposed to have a guest in our midst tonight. And I'm wondering if uh, he's here before we start. Uh, Minister Bobby Sanford. Is he here tonight? He promised that he would be here. He's not here. All right, I have a write-up about him and his organization. He was here on Sunday morning and I think on Sunday night along with his wife. And uh, they were touched so by the message on Sunday morning. He was in, he was an ex-con. But he promised the Lord, if you save me, if you just do this for me. And when he heard the message, Sunday morning, the subject said, Lord, if you get me out of this. He said to his wife, he said, how did listen at it? That's the same thing I told the Lord when I was in prison. If you just get me out of this, I'll serve you. I'll praise you. Well, he was impressed so until he came here on Monday. And he wanted to see me, wanted to talk with me. And we shared some things together. <coughs> and he wanted to invite me down to his place. Ella Fortson and I went on Tuesday, which was yesterday. And we both was quite impressed. He'd been baptized in Jesus' name. And he'd been, he'd been filled with the Holy Ghost. But he said that the Lord really led him here for a reason. And when I heard it's concern and everything, I wouldn't doubt it at all. So he's supposed to have been here tonight. I don't know what happened. He isn't here, but whenever he comes, then uh, you will be. Well, I think I want this to be read anyway. And I'll just pass it on if I have to. Sister Evangelist Davis, if you will come read this.
And then we want you to stay up here because there's something else I want you to read. And I got some talk, so it may be almost time to quit when I get to my Bible class. But, oh, you done got a horse too. <coughs> She's sort of a horse. Let me see now. Huh? Say, ah! Say that. I want to see how your voice is. Oh, you can't do it. All right. Poor thing. All right then. Well, we thank you anyway. You know. Amen. Sister Priscilla Potis, will you come and read this? It's very easy to read it. It's been typed. No bad writing. Now this is the gentleman that's supposed to be here tonight that she's about to read about. And then you remain up here. Can you see without your glasses? We have in our midst tonight, Minister Bobby Sanford, the founder of Young People in Action Ministry, YPIAM. YPIAM has a two-fold philosophy. One, to prevent those who are trouble and crime prone from entering into a life of criminal activities. And two, to redeem those in jails and in prisons and to a saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Minister Bobby Sanford, a one-time prison inmate, knows what it is like to live a life with no hope and travel a road with no destination. For this reason, he is determined to make an all-out effort to prevent others from having to travel the same destructive path that he once traveled. Minister Bobby Sanford is a graduate of Belhaven College. Minister Sanford has established a prison outreach. He feels that God loves those in prison also and is not willing that any of them should perish. Minister Sanford was able to get interesting statistics for our state from Dr. Leroy Black. The following startling statistics for our state there are two 14-year-olds serving life sentences. There are 20 16-year-olds serving life sentences. There are 300 under 16 in prison. 80% used alcohol or other drugs one hour before they committed the crime. There is a 70% illiteracy rate at parchment. There is a 13-year-old in Jackson that makes $4,000 a week dealing drugs. He owns an Eldorado Cadillac that he paid cash for, and his father is his chauffeur. Minister Sanford stands strong on this scripture that says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, 2 Peter 3 and 9. 
Bishop and Elder Fortson talked to Minister Sanford yesterday about his concerns for this ministry. Minister Sanford is seeking for more spiritual help as he continues with this ministry. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to God's word. Psalms 119 and 9. Minister Sanford has been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost according to Acts 2.38 and 2 and 4. Minister Sanford is the family of four, his wife Donna and two girls, Diane and Bobby, and a seven-month-old baby boy, Donovan. Minister Sanford constantly quotes these slogans, Watch a man who doesn't work, for he will certainly steal. An idle mind is the devil's workshop. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Amen. Thank you. If you would like to go back, it's fine. All right. Let us say amen. amen. Now, you know that's a shame. That's a shame. And I wanted you to hear this. But that's the kind of a work that he has already established here in Jackson. And to, he got another work of the same in Tupelo, Mississippi, and about three other places, I think. Eight, seven locations other seven locations other than Jackson. Amen. He's around 34 years old and the Lord has blessed him but uh, he is still on parole. Still on parole. So he still have to be very careful how he walk, what he do, where he go. Everything. Amen. But I'm sure as long as the Lord lead him Everything can work out and everything will be all right. Now, so much for that. If you want to know or pass it on to someone else, get a tape for all of this that you have heard from the very first of your man and your woman and what you heard just now and what you're about to hear will be on tape. We're going to listen now uh, to Sister Margaret as she come and read something that is very sad and touching to me uh, that I want you to hear that we have heard so much about but not from up here uh, from us. I think that in Bible class it is school. It's supposed to be something that is educational. Not altogether all time about God's word, but yet how you can maintain your health and how you can stay out of the devil's trap. So she's going to come now and read this before we go to our Bible class. Praise the Lord, everybody. AIDS. Medical scientists continued... AIDS. Medical scientists continued to investigate ways to bring AIDS under control in 1989 and 1990. The development of new drugs and the progress toward creating an AIDS vaccine generated hope among those infected with the disease. Nevertheless, AIDS continued to take an enormous toll on human life. As of July 31, 1990, 
there were 143,286 reported cases of AIDS in the United States according to the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia. More than 87,600 people have died of AIDS. The number of new AIDS cases grew by about 9% in 1989. This was the smallest annual increase since the CDC began tracking the disease in 1981. The U.S. Public Health Service in June 1990 estimated the number of diagnosed AIDS cases will climb between 390,000 and 480,000 by 1994. According to the PHS, about one million people in the United States are infected with the human immunodeficiency virus, which causes AIDS. The number of AIDS cases around the world also continued to grow. In June 1990, the World Health Organization in Geneva, Switzerland, projected that as many as 20 million people worldwide will be infected with the AIDS virus by the year 2000. Cost of AIDS. The AIDS epidemic added to Medicaid's budget woes. In June 1990, the HICFA predicted that Medicaid expenditures on AIDS care in the fiscal year 1991 would reach $1.69 billion, a 30% increase over fiscal 1990. Medicare spending on AIDS care was expected to be $110 million in fiscal 1990 and $180 million in fiscal 1991. The San Francisco Department of Public Health reported in January 1990 that people with AIDS are living longer today due to the improved diagnosis and treatment with AZT. Patients taking the antitrivial drug had a medium life expectancy of about 21 months after diagnosis compared with 14 months among those not taking the drug. Some AIDS patients in the San Francisco study had survived eight years after their diagnosis. This treatment can only help in the early signs of the AIDS infection. They have not yet found a cure for this disease. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Margaret. All right. Now you have learned, you have heard something, and I know, hope that you will give the most earnest heed to the things which you have already heard. Please don't let them slip. Amen. Now I'm turning to the word of God, which is far more important than anything that we have heard on tonight. Amen. I'm glad to get into the word of the Lord. But these things that you have heard, I'm sure that they will benefit you from time to time, even if, uh, if you're not so much concerned. What about your children? Uh, what about other young ones, the, uh, the youth department and everyone else that is going in that direction. 
and by some way or some mean, you will be able to help them by the thing that you have heard and discovered on tonight. Amen. We thank God for you and for your undivided attention up to where we are right now. I thought about today in my study that, and this is no imagination, it is according to God's word that Jesus is coming soon. Amen. We sing the song sometime, he is coming soon. He is coming soon and he is coming soon. We've been hearing that ever since we was little small children by a, our pastor, some preacher, teacher, amen, many years ago. So long ago until people now feel that, oh, it's just a fairy tale. We've been hearing this. I've been hearing that ever since I was a child. But honey, we are living now right on the eve of his coming. Any day now, any time now. Amen. And the signs is all around. But he tell us in the book of Matthew what to look for. And he said, when you see what is happening and see that uh, the Jews is going back to Jerusalem. Amen. And they're going back all kinds of way now. Huh? By air, by boat, or however way they can get there from the four corners of the world. Just as God scattered them once a long time ago, he scattered them. And he scattered them all because of sin. Oh, how God wished that he could dwell in the hearts of his people. Now, tonight we're going to talk about God's people. Not the world, but God's people. And I'm not so much right now concerned about the Jews as a nation, but God's people. Amen. And that includes you. He includes me. For when we're talking about God's people, we're talking about the body of Christ. When we talk about the body of Christ, we are talking about the church. The church. The church that he's purchased with his own blood. Hallelujah. So that's what we will talk about tonight. And we want to be ready. As we are looking forward to his coming. Are you looking forward to his coming? Huh? The songs say look up. Our redemption draw nigh. Jesus is soon to come. The word of the Lord has already told us. And this has been almost fulfilled. Hallelujah. That's the reason why Paul said I don't want you to be ignorant. Or I don't want you to be without an understanding. I want you to understand what God's will is concerning us. Amen. It's not a, just a shout in the camp. Oh yes, it's a little sunshine every now and then. But honey, we are striving. There's no time to play. Every one of us supposed to mean business with God in this Christian warfare. This is a warfare. And the devil is out to overthrow you if he can. That's the reason why that we must depend upon God. We must look to him. We must cry out to him. Because let me tell you something. As the time approach for the coming of the Lord. 
God is gradually turning away from the Gentiles as a nation. And as he turned, the dark side is closing in on the Gentiles. But as the, as the dark side closing on the Gentiles, it's lightening up for the Israelites or for the Jews. Well, that after a while, the Bible said, when all of these things began to come up on the people of God, which is the Jews, then the one that they rejected, the one that they denied, the one that they were still looking for, the one that they're going to cry out to, and they're going to cry for their Messiah. And he is coming to their rescue. He's coming to deliver them. He's coming to fight for them. Oh, yes, he is. No, at that time, what will happen to the other nation? Remember, the other nation wasn't in his will from the beginning back then. But he had to blind his people because of his love, because of his great concern, and thank God for including me. He didn't have to do it. The Bible said we who was heathen, who was Gentile, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. That wasn't the Jews, it was us. But at the time he didn't have but one nation. And there isn't but two nations of people. You're either Jew or you're the Gentile. You're either Jew or you're the heathen. Amen. Amen. So what happened? Because they didn't respect him. Because they put him behind or put him aside. Because they failed to give him honor and glory. When they knew him, they glorified him not as God. But they made him as a forfeited beast. What would you liken him to? I tell you what I want you to do to get where I want to get. Get me the book of Romans. I think it's about the first chapter of the book of Romans. I'm not going to be there, but I just want to do this to try to show you how good God is and what is happening now in our day. And God may be able to help us. This is the only thing that we have to depend upon. All right? It's the first chapter in the 21st verse. Because that... You may start with the... Start with the 18th verse. For the wrath of God, for the wrath of God, is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. All listen, all ungodliness now, all ungodliness and unrighteousness if it was of revealed men. Back then, then it's the same thing now. So Paul said, "In all unrighteousness of men, <coughs> who hold the truth in unrighteousness, who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that that." Which may be known of God. That which may be known of God. Is manifest in them. It's manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. God has showed it unto them. 
For the invisible things of him. The invisible things of him. From the creation of the world. The creation of the world. Are clearly seen. Are clearly seen. Being understood. Being understood. By the things that are made. Uh-huh. Even his eternal power and Godhead. Now like a fool ought to know that there's a God somewhere. Mm-hmm. Huh? And talks about our atheists and all that. That don't believe. It's something ought to tell you there's a God somewhere. Though you can't see him, but he is somewhere. Whether in the wind, in the air, wherever. Something tell us. There is something that got some power. Somewhere. Even the invisible things are clearly seen, being understood. By the things. Who made the mountain? Hallelujah. Who made the trees? Who made the rivers that flow to the sea? Hallelujah. Who hung the stars in the sky? As the song said, it's somebody. Somebody. I don't know, but it's somebody. It's something bigger than you and I. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Of the what? Uncorruptible God. Uncorruptible God. God into an image. Into an image. Made like to corruptible man. Now that's where these idols came in. Come on. And to birds. Lord have mercy. The eternal one. The omnipotent one. And the one that's everywhere. He looked like a bird. He looked like a man. He looked like an animal. What do you think he looked like? Read. And four-footed beasts. And four-footed beasts. And creeping things. And isn't that something to make seem like that God looked like? Read. Wherefore God also uh-huh. gave them up. God say, I'm tired of you folks. Is he saying that about some of us? Some of you that can't find space to repent. I said to a man today, let me see. <coughs> sister, by the secretary, what's Sister Thompson? She went out? Oh, every time I need somebody, that's gone. The gentleman that came in yesterday was one of your husband, if you're here today. Oh, you here? You that know your husband came to see me yesterday, raise your hand. He told me he's going to be here tonight. He may not be. What is the sister's name? Jerlene. You all know Sister Jerlene. There's a son. Oh. That's a son over there. That's the son. <coughs> Her husband came to see me yesterday. And God blessed us to talk. And brother, we talked. And I don't think, judging from our conversation, I don't believe that he will ever be the same. Thank you, Lord. He said, I'm coming back. Thank you, Jesus. He said, I might make it tomorrow night, which is tonight. Say, but I'm coming back. He said, but you gave me something to think on that I never thought on before, and that is, how long is my space? Hallelujah. 
So I've never looked at it like that. But how long is my space? Otherwise, I can't continue to put God off because I don't know how long my space is. Whether it's long or short. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He said, I got something to think about. Thank you, Jesus. How long is yours? Won't God get tired? We have a song saying, God is getting tired of your wicked ways. He got tired when he got tired. He gave them up. Now God will always plead with us. Neither will he keep his anger forever. For God started coming to us day after day. At night. On your bed he's coming to you. Telling you to repent, repent, repent. And you won't do it. Sometimes people's heart is so hard until they can't repent. Lord, if you just can see some tears. I've known people that build that deathbed and say, I know I ain't right, but I can't cry. I can't repent. I waited too late. God to grant repentance if God withdraw repentance hallelujah you won't ever have a mind to repent you can't be sorry you're trying to straight up a cry you can't cry no tears will come near your eyes oh hallelujah hallelujah God is trying to help God tried to help this nation. They made fun. They walked in their own ways, in their own eyes. The things that were pleasing to them. Finally, now how long that was, Lord, I don't know. But I know that he's a God, he's long-suffering. But God gave them up. I'm afraid for some of you homosexuals. I'm wondering, has God given you up? The reason you can do what you are doing without any condemnation. You don't even feel no remorse. Nothing. You can sing, you can shout, you can do what you want to do without any condemnation. Is it because God has given you up? And let you go on your own. The word can't help you. The gospel can't help you. Not only homosexuals. Anybody. That continue to stay out of God's will. And won't take heed. Nothing do them no good. Bible class can't help them. This sermon can't help them. Counseling with them can't help them. They got their eyes set on what they want and they determined to get it. God said, I'm turning from you. Hallelujah. Now follow your own carnal mind. Do what you want to do, but I'm through with you. I hope you're getting it. It's going from time to time. <laughs> 
woman leave that husband alone. Leave that other woman's husband alone. We preach it, we teach it. We do everything but come put our finger on you. But God know you know. Man leave that other woman's wife alone. But you want. Stop your fornicating. Stop your adultery. Ah, you may be looking like you sweet 16. But God will dry you up to nothing where nobody will want you. God can do it so quick. He can make you look like a skeleton in two weeks time. Can do it. When you don't stop, when you don't take heed, what am I to think but to wonder whether or not God has given you up? There is no fear now. Some of us run to get out of the rain. You know what I mean? We run to try to find another church that don't teach like this church. No, no, no. Because this church have a spotlight. And it's shining and I can't rest. Huh? It's telling me just like he been looking at me. He said, spare not. Spare not. I love my people, but I want you to show them their transgression. Let them know that I'm coming back soon. I know it's a lot of people supposed to come to me and you don't even do it. You ain't fooling me because you don't come. But the Bible told me to just spread it. If I see the sword coming, I spread it. Well, your blood won't be required in my hand. Amen. And all I can say, I told you so. You can let the little pleasure fool you if you want to. But it's going to come a time you go, you ain't, you ain't going to think about a man. You ain't going to think about a woman. And God know how to do it. Now listen to this. That's reading I'm afraid for some of you guys and for some of you lesbians and for some of you bulldaggers. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. God say stop and I can help you. Stop and listen. Turn around and I can save you. But you won't stop. You don't even show whether there's any condemnation. You don't leave out sorry with your head down. But everything is over here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. After everything is over, hot sermon, hot Bible class, whatever it is, Jesus love me. This I know. You beat anybody holly. But God say you don't move me. Do y'all hear me? I told you from the very beginning that Jesus is coming soon. And Jesus said, I want you, me, to do your work. School them well. Say, because I told them they have no excuse. 
homosexuals is taking over. That's the reason I'm on it so much. They're taking over. They'll take over your church. They multiplies. My Lord, one can get another and they know each other. I don't know all exactly how they know each other because some don't even look like these then. You always would uh, describe them, you know, maybe going like this and looking cute and like the arm or the wrist been broke or something kind like that, you know. And the way they walk and switch and they, but honey, no more. They walk like a natural man, or like a natural woman, dressed, amen, decent. Ah, but remember God said you just wish to come out of that camouflage day because I know you. Hallelujah. I know you. The best thing you can do if there is any repentance is to come and try to get yourself right because God knows you ain't fooling me. You hear me? You ain't fooling me. If I can help somebody as I pass along the way, then my living won't be in vain. Hallelujah. I want to help somebody, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid. God knows I'm not just talking. I'm afraid. Otherwise, if you don't know what afraid means, I'm scared. They wouldn't listen. You know what you just read. So God gave them up. Amen. Listen. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness, uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. Did you hear that? Man lusting after man? Huh? That's contrary to nature. Huh? Oh no, no sanctified folks do that now. No sanctified folks. Come on now. No sanctified folks. But I'm talking to the church. For everybody that say they're in the church, they ain't in the church. I, I got said to know that too. It'll be hard for a person filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, to become a homosexual. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk to me, but I know what I'm talking about. Why don't y'all talk to me around here? Huh? It'll be hard. And I know that. Saints don't turn easy. Saints don't backslide, he said. Just because they in and around don't make you a saint. Hallelujah. Oh, when you talk, start talking about the fruit of the Spirit and the Holy Ghost and for what it's supposed to do to you. Honey, if you got the Holy Ghost, you're going to wrestle with the devil a while before you backslide. It's a lot of men got it. And the devil just leaving them around. Lord have mercy. Huh? You know what you need to do? You need to stop letting these other folks uh, yeah, let these other folks look bad because of you. And then they say the whole church. Huh? Oh yes. The whole church. And you don't know that God's spotlight is on you. Now, why don't you stop hypocrite? Because you ain't got nothing. But why don't you come get something? Hallelujah. Get what you need. 
and you will stop all of that foolishness and all that mess. For that's what it is. Say you got the Holy Ghost. That don't mean you got the Holy Ghost. Huh? The Bible said, how can you tell them? You'll know them by their fruit. Hmm? Now you will never get me to believe that a person that's been really filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus and been born again and can't keep him or herself. Continue to backslide, continue to go back out there. Honey, you ain't never had nothing. Why don't you come and get something? Oh, I'm teaching tonight. Why don't you come get something? You can't stop a person from doing wrong. They're out there doing what they will have made. They got no regards for their home, for their parents, or nothing, not even for the church. Then you're going to say that man or that woman had the Holy Ghost. He never had it. Stop trying to fool folks. You that laboring with him. You need to be more careful. I get out of there. I did it. I No sooner start to check it out. How do you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did they got nothing? They fall out and start to kick it and holler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they got some joy. They got nothing. I know I'm teaching tonight. I know this what it needs. Then they stay in the church around some saints for a while. And then after a while, they'll find their mate. Never saw the light before so many men sleeping together. You don't know how I think. Lord have mercy. I need a breastplate on in case somebody try to shoot me. I know what I'm saying is right. I'm trying to help you to be wise. I'm trying to help you to repent. I told you some time ago, if you feel that spirit coming upon you, run from it. Run to the office. Say, Pastor, I don't like what I feel. Turn the light on anybody. Your bishop, I mean, yeah, I'm in here because um, I'm telling you, that brother was feeling my legs and my thighs. Tell on him. Don't come on, but tell on him. Tell on her. Oh, somebody said, I wish it was 9.30. How in the world will you be ready to go back with Jesus when he come? If you don't start to playing fair and operating right, every apostolic church in the city ain't gonna tell you what I'm telling you. Some of them don't know and some don't care. As long as they get a congregation. 
But God said, I place you the watchman on the wall. And I, I wish that you was, <clears throat> I wish that you was able to tell him. <clears throat> I wish that you would tell him. Because they need to know the truth. Oh, I ain't lost my voice. Don't you think so? But somebody wished I had. Hey, I ain't lost my voice. Hallelujah. My God, somebody probably was saying that. Oh, he'll hush now. Hey, hey cry loud. I reckon you'll quit now. I reckon you'll quit now. <laughs> oh, no. I got some more crowd to do. God gave them up. God gave them up. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. God gave them up. If he spared not the angels that sin, but he cast them down to everlasting punishment, he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Hallelujah. Ain't nothing to do but if you want to be right is confess. Turn away from whatever you're doing. God is merciful enough to forgive you if you don't wait too late. Read. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness, uncleanness. through the lust of their own hearts. Own hearts. To this to dishonor their own bodies. To dishonor their own body. Between themselves. Between themselves. Who changed the truth of God. Who changed the truth of God. Into a lie. Into a lie. And worshiped and served the creature. The creature. More than the creator. More than the creator. Who is blessed forever. Amen. Read. For this cause. For this cause. God gave them up unto vile affections. Unto vile affections. For even their women Women's. did change the natural use. Wait a minute, I didn't say that. Women's, I didn't say that. Huh? Women's even changed their natural use. Into that. Into that. Which is against nature. Which that is against nature. It is. Listen. And likewise also the men. The men. Leaving the natural use. Leaving the natural use. Of the woman. Come here, honey. Come here, come here. I need you again. Lord have mercy. She's a beautiful young lady. Come here, brother. Come here. Now, who wouldn't desire a woman like this? Huh? Huh? But to leave the use. Huh? Of the feelings. Of this beautiful natural woman, huh? In turn, <laughs> I ain't got no more feelings for her. I don't desire her, but but him. <laughs> Something is wrong. Listen what he said. And likewise also the men. The men. Leaving the natural use of the woman. Of the woman. 
burned in their lust. Born in their lust. One toward another. I'm burning for you. I desire you and you desire me. Keep your hands off me. Oh, that is when God give you up. Anything will happen if God give you up. If that starts to happen, you need to go to God and say, Lord, what's wrong? Lord, what's wrong? You ought to be troubled. Every day. Hallelujah. Thank you. Help us. Read. Men with men. Now it got it even closer. Men with men. Working that. Huh? Working a carload that. of men. Carload of brothers. No want no sisters or women to go with them. They want men. Hallelujah. You know anybody with common sense know something is happening? It used to be the parents would say, watch my daughter while I'm gone. But now they have to say, watch my little son. Huh? My little boys while I'm gone. Some can get so carried away, I wouldn't trust them with a baby. You, 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 you better listen to me. Lord, I know I'm teaching. Men with men, uh -huh. working that which is unseemly. Unseemly. And receiving in themselves Unse that recompense. Unseemly. You get that? Unseemly. There was a lady told me in Detroit she was sort of an elder woman. She said my husband wouldn't go to church. He just didn't have no desire to church, for church. Now this has been about 15 or 20 years ago. It was in Detroit. She said my husband just wouldn't go to church. And I wonder why he didn't go to church. And I went on to church and I left him at home. And say one mind told me to go back there. And I went back there and found him riding another man. In the house of me, not in the car. That's what she called it, riding. You, you, you know about what's going on. Lord have mercy. You know I thought I was going to get up. I was going to get on where? Oh, we'll be caught up to meet him. But I didn't get to that. Evidently, this is what God wanted you to hear. Because you just wish to forget about heaven until you get yourself right and straight down here. Well, according to the clock, it's about 9.18. I'm going to quit. So y'all won't leave out because I got something else to say. But God want to help somebody. Lord, I thank you again for delivering me, for the voice you blessed me with. Hallelujah. He is coming soon. 
Honey, the half ain't never been told. Listen. The best is yet to come. Believe it or not, the best is yet to come. Because we're going to pull off this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And yet we're going to be closed. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Never die. Tonight, if there's anybody after such beautiful teaching, my Lord, who want to be saved? You that really want to be saved and know you ain't saved, you get up and come. You that have never been baptized in water in Jesus' name, fill the Holy Ghost. You desire to be saved. <coughs> you get up and come now. We have water, we have clothing here, we have somebody to baptize in Jesus' name. Got to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Get up and come. Will you come? Will you come? Now God is trying to get his church ready. You understand that? If nobody comes to be baptized, God is trying to get his church. God is trying to help us. Is there one? Anybody that is not a member that wants to be a member that has already been baptized in Jesus' name and through the Holy Ghost and they're looking for such church like this. Apostolic. Will you come? Almost persuaded. All right. Get a tape. Once in a lifetime. That you will get something like this. If you don't want it, pass it on. People all over the world need what you heard tonight. All over the world. I don't care where they live, they need this. Hallelujah. People ain't telling it like you need to be told. God love you. When God take me off of these things... I won't be mentioning them. But I got sense enough to know if God put me on something, he, he knows something. He sees something. Hallelujah. And I'm just a vessel for him to use. I counsel start today after tomorrow, which is Friday. I think it opened up about 10 or 10.30 at Pastor Sawyer's in Canton, Mississippi. A lot of y'all can attend. You all that can attend and you won't be here Friday. Why don't you come to the council instead of being at the fair? You might get shot. Somebody shot last year. Close to some of the saints. Shot a man. Could have been you. Not only that, you'll do a lot better. If you're somewhere praising God. Let's go to Canton. Be there Friday and Friday night. It's not that far. You don't have to spend the night if you don't want to. But if you want to, you can. That's hotel there. There is places.